there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's the unofficial Canadian episode of the tape recorder, featuring guest Ian Bagg, a British Columbia native. We talk about all sorts of things, including sports and Cincinnati chili. I have tried the chili. I, I, don't, know if I, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. We'll hear more from Ian Bag in just a bit. We'll hear more about Cincinnati Chili. We have something uh, coming up about that involving Fangirl and producer Lizzie and I. We will also review uh, Vampire Weekend, their concert up there in Buffalo, New York, as well as our trip to the Buffalo, Niagara region. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Even Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel seemed a bit skeptical of Hillary Clinton's comments about her and her husband's post-White House financial situation. During an interview in Chicago this week for her book, Hard Choices, Emanuel asked Clinton directly about her recent remarks to ABC News. Dead broke, Emanuel said, really, to some audience laughter at the event for Chicago Ideas Week. Clinton admitted her word choice was not ideal and clarified her statement by saying that they weren't broke, but that her husband was morally bankrupt. Elephant Butte is a small city in New Mexico that calls itself the Diamond in the Desert. This past week, a bachelor party made an astonishing find, a giant fossil of the tusk and skull of what is believed to be a stegomastodon, which first entered North America 15 million years ago. It was extracted from the clay when the party stripper picked it up with her butt cheeks. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are expecting their first child, but please don't say they're pregnant. On Jimmy Kimmel's show, the actress said, Hello, I'm Mila Kunis with a very special message for all you soon-to-be fathers. Stop saying we're pregnant. You're not pregnant. Reached for comment later, Kutcher agreed, saying he is not pregnant, but is suffering from secondhand PMS on occasion. It's official, Senator Ted Cruz is now a citizen of the United States and the United States only. The Texas Republican was born in Canada to an American mother and a Cuban father, and as such, he was a dual citizen, an American because of his mother, a Canadian because of the country, like America, grants automatic citizenship to anyone born there. Cruz is considered a potential candidate for the 2016 GOP presidential nomination, and when the news of this dual citizenship service last year, some began to question his eligibility to become president. In truth, it was never really in jeopardy. Most legal experts said that Cruz qualifies as a natural-born citizen, a requirement for the White House job, as stated in the Constitution, unlike being born in Hawaii. Many people around the world grumble about the inaccurate weather forecast, but North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is doing something about it. Kim, the third generation of his family to rule, is using his position atop the authoritarian country to warn meteorologists against the many incorrect forecasts caused by old observation systems. He is very happy, though, with traffic on the tens. Probably because there's no cars there. Texas Governor Rick Perry, during a visit that focused primarily on economic issues, speaking to the Commonwealth Club of California in San Francisco, drew on a reference to alcoholism to explain his view of homosexuality. Perry's comments, Perry's comments came after the Texas Republican Convention last Saturday sanctioned a platform language allowing Texans to seek voluntary counseling to cure being gay. He said, I may have the genetic coding that I'm inclined to be an alcoholic, but I have the desire not to do that, and I look at the homosexual issue the same way. Perry is scheduled to spend several days in San Francisco choosing not to be gay. And former Taxi and Who's the Boss star Tony Danza was honored last Monday at the New York Legislature's Italian American Day. Danza said he was humbled by the recognition. The 63-year-old actor and former talk show host is working on a new reality series in which he goes to people's homes in disguise and helps them around the house and with raising their kids. It's tentatively titled, Who's the Undercover Boss? And that's been Fake News with me. <laughs>
no, it's not Christmas and we're not selling you a Honda. Uh, Vampire Weekend with Holiday and uh, we're going to discuss our trip to the Buffalo Niagara region to see Vampire Weekend. Fangirls here. Hello. Producer Lizzie is here. My name's not Producer Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> well, that's your nickname we say on the show. Okay. Anyway, so um, it was supposed to be a big uh, kind of vacation to Toronto, but thanks to the U.S. State Department, that all got scuttled. A lot of disagreement about whether Fangirl would be able to get back into the United States from Canada. And uh, we found out she could with her birth certificate, but didn't realize until the day before, well, actually the day we were supposed to leave, that we didn't even have that because the State Department still had it because she was getting her passport. But uh, anyway, so we went up there and uh, it was not a vacation. <laughs> it was just a weekend. And uh, it, it didn't seem like it would be a lot of fun, you know, Buffalo, New York, not really a vacation destination in most people's minds, but I thought it would be fun to see another city in America we'd never been to before, and it was kind of fun. And what did you guys think of Buffalo? It was cool. We had a vampire weekend. Yeah, <laughs> we had a vampire, that's right. We did have a vampire weekend. Yeah, it was surprisingly cool. Like, we didn't really want to leave, but then we were like, what else is there to do in Buffalo we haven't done already? Yeah, well, there was, we didn't go to Fort Niagara. There were a couple of things, that yeah. amusement park on, I think it's on Grand Island uh, there. So, yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, went over Niagara Falls, your guys' first time in Canada. What did you think of Niagara Falls? I thought it was cool. It was very, like, pretty and misty, but it was better from Canada. You could see the falls a lot better from Canada, yeah. Mm-hmm. The New York side is cool because you can almost like step onto the water. Like if you really, really commit, you could probably get your hand into Niagara Falls. That's true. On the New it's York cool. side, even though they're working on it, uh, you could you're supposed to be able to stand on uh, I think it's called Bridal Island or Honeymoon. And there's a uh, oh Bridal Falls. Anyway, there's actually two falls on the American side separated by that island. They were working on it so you couldn't go down there. You can stand between the falls on the American side, and you can stand right along the Horseshoe Falls on the uh, American side as well. But yeah, you get a much better front. A uh, full frontal view of the falls <laughs> on the American or on the Canadian side. And what did you think of uh, Niagara Falls? It's the city of Niagara Falls, all the Clifton Hill. It was very cool. We went to an arcade, and then this person gave us like tickets, and then mm-hmm. we got like we earned like four hundred. I'm guessing like somewhere around four hundred, which is pretty crazy. And then we went to like a shop, and I got a magnet. And then we just kind of did other stuff there, which is really cool. We also rode the Ferris wheel, and we went up like seven times in the air, and like we were like right above it, and it was really scary. <laughs> like when people were getting off, we were stuck at the top, and our car was shaking. I was about to barf. It was really scary. <laughs> yeah, I recommend the Ferris wheel because you can see the fall. It's like a really, really cool view of the falls from the top. But you go like seven times, and by that time, you're just like we are like hundreds of feet up in the air probably it's a tall it's a tall ferris wheel um it's the tallest ferris wheel ever i don't think so the one okay, in london good. i think is bigger but anyway so we safe we got safely back into the united states after there oh, was some oh my gosh no that's a good story the guy goes through all the passports looks at my driver's license and goes ohio driver's license why is this in here that's Liz- what i thought i was going to be detained well lizzie had a passport card and Hi. hannah's did not arrive in time so there was some debate and uh, but he was very nice we got back into uh, the United States safely, and then we went on to see uh, Vampire Weekend. Oh, but, but before I want to think, I want to discuss about Buffalo real quick. We we stayed out in the suburbs one night <laughs> by a in a place called Cheektowaga suburb, which was has a nice mall, but it looks kind of sketchy otherwise. It looks sketchy from the outside, but once you go inside, you think you're in like Vegas. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's a nice mall. But then we uh, stayed in downtown Buffalo, which was super nice. And we stayed, I don't want to plug anybody in that doesn't give us money, but we stayed at the Hampton Inn. And as you probably know, Hampton Inns have a certain uh, architecture. They're all designed the same. But they designed this one actually looked like it belonged in downtown. They used dark brick, and it was configured differently. And it was super nice. Yes, producer Lucy. Um, so what was really cool about it was that breakfast was on the second floor, so not everybody was crammed like check oh, yeah, that was check nice out. Oh, yeah, that was nice, too. Yeah. So it was just really big open space, and we played a foam poppers in there in the afternoon. And the uh, and another, the other nice hotel is supposed to be the Adams Mark, which is down the street, which looks like a community college from the seventies. It does, oh my doesn't God. it? Yeah. I don't know what it looks like, but it probably does. It's just poured concrete, and it doesn't. Yeah, the Hampton so Inn. Much, if you're going to Buffalo, <laughs> stay stay at the Hampton. We're going to see like a Sabres game or the Bisons, their popular AAA baseball team. Uh, stay downtown at the Hampton, and it, it, Buffalo surprising people in Buffalo don't seem to think Buffalo is nice. Was the yeah. other impression I got? Didn't? That was so weird. Like you always like, like it's like pop punk town where everyone hates their town for no reason. Yeah. That's literally the entire town. This damn town is keeping us down. It's so true. Okay, so we went over to Vampire Weekend. Uh, It was on the waterfront there. And I don't know if you folks live here in Cincinnati. We have a waterfront park. There's one in... uh, Pittsburgh has one called Point Park. It's right on the where the rivers meet. Cleveland has one. Everybody has one. Of course, Chicago is a beautiful lakefront. Uh, Buffalo, they're doing something with it, but the part we were at kind of looked like the post-apocalyptic version <laughs> of your lakeside or riverside park. Nothing. It used to be a, a city dump, I found out. And oh. they're, con- they're converting it to a park. Well, they but So the stage isn't permanent. They put up the stage and had the concert. And uh, But it was, it was very nice. It seemed a lot of other people like us were from out of town. The good thing about the waterfront was that it's by the General Mills factory, so everything smells like vanilla cake out of the oven, but also Cheerios. And Lucky Charms, and occasionally Cocoa Puffs, you were told. Occasionally Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. And you can buy a shirt there that says, my hometown smells like Cheerios, so if you're ever in town, I want one, and you can send it over. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on to the concert. Uh, Cults were the opening act. It was awesome. Oh, very good. Cults were the opening act. Uh, They are kind of, I would say, a cross between churches and Ravenettes. Yeah. And uh, people were there to see them. People knew the tunes. The, the songs that got the best reaction to I said were the singles from the first album, which were uh, Abducted and Go Outside. But the uh, current single, High Road, uh, got an okay response, too. And they, they did a nice job, I think. They did. Okay. And th- yes, let's producer Lizzie. Oh, yeah. I bought, well, I got a Vampire Weekend shirt. We bought a lot of merch. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought my sister Buttons. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, Ezra and the boys made a lot of money off of us on the merch yeah. side. <laughs> and the tickets. And... Uh, and uh, and um, fangirl, of course, was PhotoPass bitch. Oh yeah, once once again, people don't believe that I am PhotoPass bitch. People just don't <laughs> like they don't take me seriously. So it's really fun when like I go up there and they're like, oh yeah, you want to get in the photo pit? And I'm like, yeah, here's my pass, bitches. Like, <laughs> let me in. I, I have all the rights to do this. I don't think you understand. And where can people find pictures, by the way? Oh, on Check Check Hey, not on the photo blog, just on regular. Send so regular Check Check Hey dot dot com. All right, cool, cool. So go look for the. She's Tumblr famous. She is. Uh, we've, we've, we've covered that before. Uh, yeah, so go look for the pictures there. Also, there will be a review, hopefully, in Cincinnati City Beat on the blog. It hasn't run yet. I don't know if my uh, editor didn't like it or if we just got lazy and didn't post it yet. So the concert itself, um, disappointed we didn't hear Worship You. And, boy, coming right out of the gate with Diane Young, still kind of throwing I am still salty about that, which I shouldn't be because this sounds so, like, unappreciative of what I got to do, but I was taking pictures during Diane's. I don't remember it at all. Oh, uh, yeah. It was good, though. It was, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, I guess they, they wanted to come out and show you they, they meant business. Yeah, true. I'm hungry. All right, so we're going to break for lunch then. Uh, we'll play out with uh, Walcott, which was the final uh, song of the encore for Vampire Weekend. They call it their goodbye song. I like that song. So we'll play out, we'll play out with Walcott uh, as we head into the interview with Ian Bag. 
Hey folks, remember this? Dear Joey, getting my hair done. Be back at 3.30. Please go to Lawson's and pick up bread, lunch meat, potato salad, and pop. And if you want... Or this? We have fresh ideas at Red Barn, like a salad bar for you. This is the third time my husband went back to the salad bar. Or how about this? Well, Home Shirts has all of your vintage apparel needs, recalling all the great brands and restaurants of yesteryear, particularly from the cities of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, but also from brands around the country. Just head to homeshirts.com and check out all of our vintage apparel needs, including restaurants, stores, great sports teams. Check it out, and when you order specifically from Home Shirts Cleveland, we make a couple of bucks, and we really appreciate it. Merry-go-round. Unique fashions for guys and gals. Joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Ian Bag. Ian, how you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. I looked back. I thought you'd been on the podcast before, and you have not, though we have spoken many, many times for City Pages and City Beat and all those publications. Yeah, first time on the podcast. All right. <laughs> so, um, well, I guess, uh, what did you make of the NHL season? You're a big hockey guy. I'm a big hockey guy. I love the NHL. I love hockey. It doesn't matter if it's Utah hockey or it's junior hockey or NHL hockey or just a bunch of old men getting together to skate around. Uh, I thought the NHL season was a pretty good one, although my Canucks did suck. And, uh, wow, a lot of people lost their jobs this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, my Blues yeah. my blues did not do well either. After Well, they were finishing strong, and then they kind of like trailed off at the end there, and that kind of haunted them in the playoffs, I guess. Um, you know what? It's it's weird. They're 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 like San Jose. They just can't clinch that. Mm-hmm. They just can't get by that hump. And I don't yeah. know. They fi- I think they fired the wrong guy. Yeah. Uh, they fired a couple assistants and they fired a goalie coach in St. Louis. But I honestly believe that uh, uh, Hitchcock's hockey's boring. So <laughs> you use it for a couple of years and then you bring somebody in to take to the next level. Ah, there you go. Yeah, which they tried in the '80s and '90s too. But again, they just couldn't get that extra final push over the cliff right yeah um here's how dumb i am uh we had gabe kia on the podcast uh you know gabe yeah he's a, yeah so uh we're talking i knew he was canadian i knew he lived in st louis i never put it together until and after the interview we're t- emailing back and forth about the blues and he goes oh yeah my dad is ed kia i'm like how did i yeah, not yeah. know how did i not know that and i remember when uh when his dad uh he um went down to Salt Lake City um, in 85 and he got injured and I remember listening to KMOX and there they were it was a big story and even though it wasn't on the blues anymore people were saying oh Ed got hurt bad it got checked into the boards or something and I remember that whole thing and I never made the connection <laughs> until he finally yeah crazy yeah weird yeah, weird, yeah, weird. That's, that's his dad and it's crazy that it is comedy and it's just a, that's a that's a you know like we talk about head injuries that's, yeah that's you know they talk oh somebody's gonna die soon but truth be known 
that killed him, you know, as it goes along, you know, that, that just never, he never came back from that. No, no. Yeah, it's, um, it's a yeah, big controversy. And then back in the 70s, of course, you know, guys never wore helmets or anything like that. Or no, beyond. no yeah. you're pans if you wore a helmet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now you pursued hockey for a little while, uh, as we know. Uh, you didn't, uh, how long did your hockey career last? I can't remember. My, uh, I didn't. I uh, I went to junior camps, but never never really made a team, and just kind of floated around a little bit, and uh, gave up when I was about eighteen, and just knew that you know uh, it wasn't going. Knew it wasn't going, and I knew my my buddies. Uh, you know, I knew some great hockey players growing up, and some of my friends went to the NHL, and a couple of some of the best guys that I know only played a couple of games in the NHL, and you know, it's I just they couldn't make it. I know I had no chance. Yeah, that's weird how that happens. Yeah, but I guess it's like that with uh, anything. It's a, and and comedy's worked out really well for you, though. Comedy's worked out really well, and it's actually it was always what I really wanted to do. Hockey was just I love playing it, and, and I grew up in such a great hockey town, and they just you know, they just it was, it was amazing. Uh, you know how they always talk about when guys are tired of going, oh, I'm gonna miss the guys at the dressing room. It was so much fun being on a team and hanging. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's where I got my comedy chops was from was from chirping everybody on the, on the bench and in the dressing room and having a great time. You know, who tells a similar tale, and he's heard of you, but he's never run into you, and is also a, a hockey player, comedian, of course, Dave Coulier. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, he was on the show That's a couple funny, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he's from Detroit, but his family is from uh, the Maritimes originally. And, of course, he's a huge, huge Red Wings fan, always wore the Red Wings shirt on Full House. Yeah, and I said, you ever heard of Ian Bag? Because cause I know you, you play occasionally in uh, celebrity-slash-comedian games, right, uh, around... Yeah, once in a while. Once yeah, yeah. While. And uh, he said he's never run into you, though. He said and people always tell him, hey, do you know Ian Bag? He's a hockey player that's uh, a comedian, too, and, and he's never run into you yet, so... Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, he's, he's one of those guys that you think if anybody I'd be... And knowing it's a guy that uh, does comedy and plays hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never in That's funny. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, what are you up to these days? Uh, it's, it's been a while since we spoke for, for print or anything. Oh, well, I, I was trying to think when we just, uh, just doing the do, just getting out there and working, you know I mean? Um, just came back from Australia a couple months ago. Oh, uh, I did a pilot this year for A&E about uh, my family not believing that comedy is a business. <laughs> and I'm going to take over their seafood business, and oh. that was just killed. And now we're just coming up with more ideas, and it looks like I'm going to head out to South Africa again and do a couple shows. Oh, neat! Just, do, just doing doing the thing and writing and just being stupid and traveling all over the world. Just went back to my hometown, and did a, a fundraiser for a girl that I grew up with, just passed away of cancer. I saw that on Facebook. Raised, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raised her family thirty five thousand dollars in one night. So I was oh, that's cool. Happy. Oh, awesome! Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah I had a great time, and just, uh, just uh, you know, sad, but a great time. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm actually I'm thinking about doing something because we have such an interesting career where we can we can raise people money, and we can take their minds off of thing and off of things. And and from me to you know to the guy that makes the most amount of money, whether it be Bill Cosby, we are the luckiest people in the world. And what we do can, we can make money from it. And we've, you know, even though we work, we've never really worked a day in our lives. And I, I'd like to, I would like to see guys give back a little bit more and uh, try to raise money for where they grew up. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Especially the name guys, you come back into your hometown and do, you know, do a little fundraiser. I'm sure people, cause we have a great comedy scene here in Cincinnati, as you know, and, I'm sure guys could could do that. Um, I love Cincinnati so much, man. Oh yeah. You know, 
I'm here for the weekend. I'm just having a great time. So. Oh, cool. What have you been up to here uh, so far? So far, I've done a show. Went for a walk in Covington from my hotel, trying to make it to the club, and got lost and almost murdered by a bunch of meth heads. <laughs> it is it is Candyland here. We do. We, there's a uh, bit of a problem, yeah. There is a little bit of a problem in this yeah. area. And then, uh, and then I uh, went and did radio this morning and, uh, and, and stuff, and now I'm uh, just kind of getting some work done. Cool. All right, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on this afternoon, I'm going to go for lunch at a place called Keystone, which is apparently the, the home of many different types of crab macaroni and cheese. Okay, yes, yes, I've, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, have you tried our Cincinnati chili? I have tried the chili. I have tried the chili. I, I, don't, know if, I, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. Well, Are you? okay. Well, we're from Cleveland originally, and my wife lived down here for a while. Moved back to Cleveland. We lived together, and uh, one of the chains down here, Skyline, which is what people generically refer to Cincinnati chili as, but there's like, a lot of places that uh, serve it. Uh, she, we, they opened a restaurant in Cleveland. She took me there. I was like, eh, it's all right. And now I love it. I just I am obsessed. And my friend from Scotland, same way. He uh-huh. came here to be a camp counselor, and now he's the uh, youth minister at our church. Loves it. He goes right. to all the every week. He goes to lunch at one of the places around town. So it's an it's an acquired taste, I guess, is what you have to say. Well, it's, it's more like a it's more like a thin, meaty kind of chili, here, well, isn't it? It's not really a chili. Yeah, yeah. For the folks around the world and around the country, uh, what we're talking about, Cincinnati chili is served usually over spaghetti. And although we use, we make it at home, we use uh, rotini noodles, which are smaller, which it's uh, easier to eat that way. But anyway, it's not really a chili. It's an Eastern European meat sauce is what it's derived from. Right. And there's I think no... it's more like, it's almost more like a sloppy joe, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of that with a little thinner consistency, and uh, it's it's a very thin sauce. Yeah, and you put it, uh, and I believe the guy that first brought it here was from the Middle East or the Mediterranean or something, and he had this European meat sauce recipe, and decided to start serving it. And then these other two guys started up a rival restaurant. They were making burgers, and it wasn't working out. So they said, "Well, let's try this," and that worked out. So those are the two big chains that we have: right. Gold Star and Skyline. And uh, yeah, but it's very much a very Cincinnati thing and now in indiana i guess they serve texas chili on uh spaghetti and and steak and shake does that my dad always tells me but I, i've never been there i've never i have never been i've never tried that we have to try that yeah let's try that and now being a being a cincinnati person who do you think is more popular do you think it's the reds or do you think it's the Bengals? reds reds no question this is a reds town is that because, cleveland is, is a browns because, yeah I'm sorry. Go is ahead. that because is that because since it, because the Bengals have let down it's let down people so many times? Yeah, I would. It's it just I would say that, and the fact that uh, growing up, at least people of my generation, the team was very successful in the mid '70s. Was okay in the '80s. Came back in the '90s and won a World Series, and were still very competitive at a time when the Bengals were not. And in Cleveland, it's the opposite. Although, even in the '90s, when the Indians were winning and the Browns were gone, it's still a Browns town. It's the strangest thing. That's There's some towns that are just, I mean, I know in, in, in Vancouver, anywhere in Canada, it's the hockey team first. Probably even in Saskatchewan, even though they have a football team and no hockey team, uh, a major league hockey team, it's probably still, you know, one of the area teams right. around them first, like the Jets or the or Calgary or Edmonton, and then the Rough Riders. But, um, but in, yeah, right. it's a strange... You know what's funny is I was, talk, I was talking to people about Canadian football, and it's just... It's so bizarre. Canadian football is just like Canada. The field is massive, and <laughs> yeah. there's n- and there's not many people on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it, is man. It, 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 you like you like the CFL? Oh yeah, I love the CFL. Ever since I was a kid. You know what the greatest part about the CFL is? I'm I'm pretty sure there's schools in like I'm talking high schools in Texas 
yeah. that have a bigger budget than all of the CFL. Probably, yeah. Although the CFL, like, with what they have for money and what they put on the field, it's pretty amazing. Well, I guess they're doing. This is the the best they've ever done. And the thing that really saved them, I was reading up on this for another article I was doing for some blog I write for, is that uh, when they had all those teams down here in America, I don't know if people recall that back in the '90s, the CFL actually mm-hmm. came, came. Yeah, well, that saved them because that expansion money helped keep the the other weak teams afloat, which at that time was eight out of nine of them were all about to go right. under. I think the only one that was healthy was. The Eskimos. Catch one. No, the es- one? I think it was the Eskimos were the healthiest. The Eskimos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because at, the, at the time, but they were winning, and they they get they put about forty thousand butts in the seats up there, you know. And it's before the Oilers start, so you know it's it's right. So, but that, that expansion money saved the league, and then in the meantime, when it finally got back on its feet and they jettisoned the American teams, I guess they were able to get a pretty good TV contract out of TSN and the CBC. And uh, and now they're getting. I think they're averaging across the league thirty thirty five thousand fans a game. So, yeah, I would say they were, they probably were saying where they also it had to do with that, but also had that was around the time TSN came into play. Yep. So they didn't really have any place to play the games before. Maybe once a week on CBC. Right. Exactly. Uh, so now they were able to show all the. I would say the TV contract probably saved them exactly as much as the American teams. I'm sure. I'm sure they got all that money from the American teams, and then I think they all lasted about a season, right? So. Uh, some lasted three. I think it was three was the most. Baltimore lasted the longest, and then they, of course, became Montreal when uh, right. the Browns moved to Baltimore. Yeah, so it's all all interconnected. Yeah, they became Baltimore became Montreal, and then Montreal became the, the Nationals, and all yeah. places can and, and then the Grizzlies became the, the Pelicans, and the Pelicans became <laughs> Grizzlies. It's just oh, it's a, it's a rabbit hole going down that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'll, yeah. I'll, do you I, think when it comes to sports teams, when you think a, a town loses a sport on like a, a major league sports team, yeah, do you think they should have a second chance? Depends. The uh, Cleveland certainly because it wasn't their fault. Well, it wasn't their fault. That was that was that was that was that was bad. That was that was bad league. That, the league shouldn't have let that team go. That guy should have been punished as much as Sterling should have been yeah, punished. Yeah, yeah, because he's affecting an economy just as much as. Uh, Sterling was but, affecting the And you look at, you like, know? yeah, and I, I'm trying to think of a good hockey example, but I can't. I can think of two basketball examples. When the Jazz left New Orleans and went to Utah, wasn't New Orleans didn't do anything wrong. It's just the guy that bought the team was from Utah, and he wanted a team in his hometown, and that team was for right, sale, and right, they right. let him move it. Yeah. The, and same thing the, with the Seattle, I guess. The, the team in Quebec that moved to, to, uh, to Colorado. Uh, my, Colorado. Yeah. They weren't losing money either. Nope. They just... They just wanted they want no, more money. The so. Nordiques, the Nordiques should come back, yeah, in some form. And it's great to see Winnipeg get a team back. I mean, Atlanta yeah. doesn't need a hockey I'm team. For I'm God hoping sake. to go to a game up there this year. Go work for a week and go to a game. So, because I know a bunch of the guys that work there, so I'd like to I'd like to go to a game. And it's pretty exciting to be in one of those places that that's that's their major thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just built a new outdoor stadium for the uh, Blue Bombers. So yeah, things are looking things are looking you good. Know, in- it's so cold there. Last year I was there in May, end of May, and they had to de-ice the plane before we left. That is a cold town. <laughs> it is, yeah, and that's not even that far out. Like Edmonton, here is just yeah. brutal. And well, you're uh, Terrace up in BC. You're pretty north of Vancouver. Right? That must get pretty chilly, or is it a little warmer because you're not by the Pacific? Um, it's near the ocean, so it gets a little. Okay. It gets it does. It's got that. It, it can be cold if the wind's coming from the north or the east. Uh-huh. It is cold, 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 cold. But if it's coming from south or west, it's, we're fine. And you uh-huh. know, so, so basically, half the time it's really, really cold. 
Okay. Now, uh, Australia. How did the how do Australians find Canadians? Because my friend Jimmy Dore says that Australia is the last place on earth where people still like Americans. <laughs> That's a really funny thing. Australia hates everybody. That's the funny part about it. They're just <laughs> the most they're the most racist people in the world, and they have no idea. <laughs> I had never. I'll tell you. That. And some people say they are not. They are lovely people, but they are racist. And I'll tell you why. Okay. They had they had a redheaded. They had a redheaded prime minister, and they would call her a ranger, which is short for orangutan. <laughs> so if they if they can be racist heard that. to white people and they're white people, they're the most racist people in the world. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, but they're they're really funny. They're open. They're so funny. They're like the funniest people ever. They think they're quiet. That's what I love about Australia. They think they're the quiet, and Americans, North Americans, are loud, and Asians are loud. Oh, wow! Huh. Honestly, if you've ever been on a ski hill in North America, you know that Australians are the loudest people in the world as well. Uh, all the ones I've met here certainly are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love them though. They're really good people. Oh yeah, everyone always seems to have a good time in Australia. Now your mom is Australian, is that right? Or my my mom is Australian. Okay. My mom is from Sydney. Okay, yeah. there you go. That's right. Yeah. And and your dad, who was during to come into. Uh, my BC. dad, my dad, I think drops pills into her coffee every morning. Cause <laughs> I have no idea how she's in Canada, not Australia. So yeah, she loves it there. She loves Canada though. So she's, yep. she's Canadian through and through. So oh, that's cool. Get her those BC mm-hmm. Lion season tickets, man. She'd be good to go. <laughs> uh, my mom is so funny. There's a guy that uh, Alan, I think his name's Alan Bag or something like that. He plays on the schedule in Rough Riders. So she tells everybody he's related to us. Makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, mm-hmm. And was your dad Canadian, or I, th- I thought he was English? I... No, my dad's Canadian. Okay. My dad is Canadian. Uh, my dad grew up right on the American border, right near uh, Spokane. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So I told him if he had just walked across the border, it would have made my life so much easier if he had just knocked up a woman across the border. Oh, yeah. But no, he had to pick Australia and move me up to near Alaska. Oh, geez. Yeah. My dad actually grew up with Adam Deadmarsh's dad. Who's that? Adam Deadmarsh? No. He played on the uh, American Olympic team. He played on the uh, on the uh, Colorado Avalanche. He won a couple Stanley Cups. Oh, okay. He ended up in Los Angeles and had to retire from a head injury. And I think he's a coach in uh, Colorado now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. He's a hockey player. You should know. I yeah, I know. I know. Well, I never really played hockey. My friends all played hockey in Pittsburgh. I just kind of muddled. Oh man, I muddled through as best I could. Yeah, I muddled as best I could. Uh, street hockey, I was a little bit better, but not much. And I couldn't skate worth a crap on for ice hockey. But they're all big hockey uh, fans right. and players and stuff. Yeah, but all big Penguins fans down there, of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. So, what are you talking about on stage these days, man? Anything and everything. Uh, I talk a little bit about being married. Talk a little bit oh, that's about right. uh, just just getting older. Just um, um uh, you know, I still I, my conversations with the crowd, but I you know, so we go wherever the crowd takes me. But uh, I'm just talking about you know, um, I've hit forty and I'm just getting a little bit older and trying to figure out what life's all about. Yeah, uh, for folks who don't know, uh, around the country and around the world, of course, Ian is considered in this country what I would what a handful of comics called a comedian's comedian. A lot of comedians talk uh, very well of, of, of your act and say you you must see this guy. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought I was comedians hate comedians. 
<laughs> yeah, no, they're not. That's really nice of comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, in fact, I, a couple months, Jimmy Dore was uh, talking about that when they used to do comedy and everything else, which I haven't done in a while. But um, and back, do you know Jimmy? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, he was, uh, they were, uh, they had, something had come up, and they said you had something in your act about what they were talking about, and then they said, oh, yeah, you got to go see him. We, we saw him out in Pasadena, I guess it's at the Ice House or whatever the big big club out there is, and yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, it's funny, I, I, things that, I, I leave some stuff off stage. I don't try to, I don't talk about politics. I talk a little bit about religion, uh, just my religion that I grew up on, that's it. But uh, everything else is really, uh, really nothing off limits. The reason I don't talk about politics is because, uh, you know, I'm a landed immigrant in America, and I, I, I can't vote, and I don't vote in Canada, so I don't feel like I have anything to say because I can't vote. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, that's uh, that's interesting, interesting point of view. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, how interesting, how interesting is that guy that they rescued in Afghanistan? How interesting is that whole thing? Oh, I was just hearing about it on the radio this morning on NPR. It's a big, uh, that's a big to do. Did he, did he desert? Did he not desert? And did you know? Did we trade? Oh man, it's just. Have you ever watched that show Homeland? Uh, no, I heard great things about it though. You should see it because basically it's about a guy that gets rescued from Afghanistan and he's a traitor. Huh. It is crazy. Huh. I'm just like, oh my god! I hope I hope I hope TV isn't imitating life right now. Huh. So, so uh, it's all great. Could be. So, what else do you do when you're not uh, doing comedy? Well, I know you said you were wandering around town today, uh, just you know, going for a walk, going to lunch and stuff. But uh, what do you do in your off time? Um, when I'm in my off time, when I'm in my off time and I'm working, there isn't much off time because the first couple of days are spent so busy, uh, and then all of a sudden you're on Saturday. Oh yeah. And I'll try to find a I'll try to find a sporting event. Like I'm hoping that the Reds are playing during the day this weekend. I'd love to go see them. Uh, uh, I try Sunday. to go to sporting event because my favorite type of architecture is oh my. Stumbled that out. Architecture is stadiums. I love oh, yeah. stadiums. Oh, cool! So I will try to go see a stadium wherever I am. And of course, this weekend, I've got to watch the game on Saturday afternoon when the Kings and the Rangers play. So, who are you pulling for on that one? Um, um, honestly, um, I'm uh, friends with a bunch of guys that work for the Kings, so I'm hoping for them. Um, and and Sutter comes to my shows every so often, so I'm hoping for them. But uh, I'm kind of hoping for Alan Vigneault as well in, in New York. It'd just be great to see him get fired in Vancouver and then win it the next year. So, Well, there you go. And if you're wondering, the yeah. uh, Reds are home on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So. so I will be going to the game Walk Sunday. right across the river there. You'd be good to go, man. Yeah. All yeah, right. That'd be great. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, sir. And uh, we'll, no, thank you, we're, buddy. we're supposed to be going to a, great. Yeah, we're supposed to be going. We come out and see the show. But we're supposed to go to. A, we're supposed to be in Toronto today. I'm just heartbroken. We're not. And uh, right. if, if my daughter's passport card arrives today, we may at least go to the Canadian side of the falls. And if not, we'll just be stuck on the American side. Thanks to the U.S. State just Department. Just go to the American side and look over and say, exactly. hello, Canada. How's it going, eh? <laughs> How's it going, eh? <laughs> All right. Uh, my brother's got a token. This sucks. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, have fun in town this weekend. Uh, have fun at the Reds game and enjoying the stadium. It's a nice stadium. You'll, you'll dig it. I can't wait for it. All uh, right, man. Thank you so much for calling me, and thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting. Okay, thanks, Ian. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye.
Thanks again to Ian Bag for being on the show. You can catch Ian Bag in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the House of Comedy. Actually, they're in suburban Bloomington in the Mall of America. He, that is uh, June 25th through the, let me see, 26th. That is a Wednesday through a Sunday. And just go to houseofcomedy.com, uh, I believe it is, and you can find out all you need to know about that. And let me see, what else? Oh, for all things Ian Bag, go to ianbag.com. You can find the rest of his tour dates for the summer. All right. Well, let me see. We um, are trying to get a huge, huge guest on the podcast, and I think we have a pretty good chance of landing him because I'm also going to be doing a feature about this person for Cincinnati City Beat, and uh, I already got the okay for that, and the publicist uh, for this person has uh, been in contact with them, and uh, keep fingers crossed, but this would, this would be massive. Uh, let me see. Um, uh, Bunbury, uh, the Bunbury uh, Music Festival in Cincinnati is coming up in mid-July, and we're trying to get some folks on there. We're, we're planning on doing a couple of shows from there, and what we'll do is we'll probably drop all those shows either during the show or probably the week after like the last day of the concerts on a Sunday of the festivals on a Sunday we will probably drop the episode successively Monday Tuesday Wednesday of that week possibly uh, depending on who we can get uh, we have a couple of guests hopefully lined up tentatively we're still talking to some publicists and trying to get that all sorted uh, let me see and then similarly at the end of the summer we're going to try and cover the Bruhaha comedy festival uh, in much the same way but then instead of having bands on, of course, we'll have comedians. And let me see. Be sure to check out Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings, our unofficial house band. Uh, they're going to be touring around the East Coast throughout the summer. So if you have a chance to see them, do go see them. And also go to iTunes and buy Chasing the Sun. Heck, buy the whole album. Uh, but Chasing the Sun, we're trying to get up the chart here on the iTunes chart. And let me see. I think that is about going to do it. Uh, the usual credits, of course, uh, original music for PS Tape Recorder uh, by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo by Dan Coble, Dan and uh, Logan's podcast, Magic Potion, uh, can be heard in iTunes. Just search for it there. Let me see what else. Oh, uh, like the, the podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. And uh, to play out, uh, Cults were the opening act, of course, as we mentioned uh, there uh, for the Vampire Weekend concert in Buffalo. And I thought I'd play one of their tracks. Uh, people seemed to dig them. And people were actually there and knew them and were singing along with some of the, some of the tunes. Uh, I think their first two singles is, uh, I might have mentioned uh, in the in the uh, bit with Fangirl, because I'm actually recording this first before I even talk to Fangirl, um, got a big reaction. Their current single is called High Road, and uh, again, I would say they are kind of a cross between, like, uh, Churches and Ravenettes. In fact, this uh, track starts off like a Ravenettes track. But uh, anyway, this is the current single for Cults, so this is going to be our play-out tune for today. This is High Road. So long, and thanks for listening. <laughs>